Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. McGurk! I Do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you <laughs> like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this house. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean? No. Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio of Tomorrow, your source for Tom King's comic run on Supergirl titled Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired and are going to discuss and review Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number five, which was written by Tom King, penciled and inked by Bilkis Evely. Colorist was uh, Mateus Lopez and Clayton Cowles is the letter of the issue. So uh, we don't have any news for Supergirl Radio this week. Uh, so we're just going to get into comics. We're going to talk about comic Whoa. books and dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs, <maybe>? I think. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so here is the description for this issue of a Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number five. It reads, quote, Supergirl steps into an ancient trap stranding her and Ruthie on a, a planet of nearly perpetual night. Now the woman of steel must call on every remaining ounce of strength to combat the monsters left on this world to kill any super unlucky enough. Uh, I feel like I'm reading this wrong to combat, to combat the monsters left on this world to kill any super unlucky enough to end up on its surface. Unquote. That is a, Maybe it's just me, but that's just kind of an awkwardly huh. worded sentence. Huh. I don't know. This is where no I was scrambling. This, is, this is no Veronica, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that that was worded well, but uh, I guess you kind of get the, the gist of the issues somewhere in those words. Uh, so, Morgan, what did you think about uh, Supergirl Woman uh, number five, Woman of Tomorrow number five? What, what did you think about the story in this issue of the idea that uh, Supergirl and Ruthie get uh, sort of sent uh, to this this planet where there are some ancient uh, dinosaur like creatures and Ruthie has to step up here in this issue? What did you think about that? Ruthie saves the day in this issue. It's <laughs> it's all about Ruthie. What does Supergirl do? She naps. Ruthie. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthie is is really the savior of this issue. No, I really I I liked this one as well. I've been really enjoying this whole run. Uh I I like when that they just kind of end up at a different planet uh, every single issue. And there's <laughs> always just some new thing, bad thing that's happening to them. Um, I was really interested in the idea of um, the beginning of the issue when they talk about how Krem has this like special doodad uh, thing that you can only get if you kill like thousands of people. It's like a, a, a prodigious amount of death. Yeah, like if you kill enough people, like when you go to Subway with your sub club card, <laughs> this is what you get. And I it's, was like, 
is he killing all the people because he was like, man, gotta get that free sub? Or <laughs> is is this just sort of the byproduct of him already killing a lot of people? I had questions. Yeah, it's the Mordru globe. It's a glowing and magical orb that Krem of the Yellow Hills uh, uses on Supergirl and Ruthie. It's a vintage item. Uh, so I guess a collector. Oh, uh, collector's items. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm sorry, Rebecca. It's vintage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it talks about uh, how you have to do some sort of ceremony or ritual. Um, and it needed uh, the dedication and desecration of thousands of bodies. So this is a very grim uh, tool that he's using. So that is a good question, though, because it could have been just like he racked up a lot of bodies because of his adventures. And it just like he had all the, the you know, the holes punched in his <laughs> his subway card. And so he got that free meal. And that just happened to be what he was, you know, yeah, getting I, in the I, end of it. But I don't know. Maybe he was going after the globe. It did seem to benefit him well. It it, it did. Although it kind of, it kind of, like, to me, has a little bit of a circular logic that, like, he gets the globe so that he can send a villain to, like, whatever planet uh, or an, an opponent to whatever planet he wants them to go to. But, like, if he was killing less people, I don't know that he would have so many opponents. You know well, what I mean? That's, like, <laughs> that's true. If you if don't kill a lot just, of people, people are not going to come after you. That's it just, it was just kicking back. And then also it was like, <laughs> how many times can he use this? Because if it's one time, that's not a great doodad. I don't care if it is vintage. <laughs> do you have to do a, a ritual every time I mean, you're going to be using it? Do you have to kill a bunch of people to like re like energize it, it yeah <laughs> oh that's so grim to talk about do you have to plug it in somewhere to <laughs> it's I just... kind of I kind of glossed over a lot of this poor part I like that like this is the part the... that I hyper focused on and I was like wait I didn't want to think about wait. it I was like wait so is he doing this is the whole thing? I was like, it's the whole thing. The reason oh. that he killed all these people. The reason that he the whole story is based on him trying Ruthie's, to get this globe. Yeah, Ruthie's father was it because he wanted to get this globe? But then I was like, but really, is the only thing the globe does is send somebody to a different planet? Because that seems like, is it worth it? That's all we know that it does. Maybe it does something else. Uh, but I mean, if it was like it gave you untold riches or like powers, I could maybe understand. But if it was just like this globe transports people away, it's like it doesn't even transport you. That seems like it would be more useful. Yeah, I was about to say. Maybe well, maybe, maybe Krem maybe just wants to see the world. <laughs> maybe this is a travel. Krem's like, I f I'm finally going to go to Paris. <laughs> Season three of Emily in Paris coming soon to Netflix. <laughs> but I feel like there's a better way to go to Paris than killing I, I, thousands I, of dead. Yeah, you know, listen, uh, I understand flying commercial is not good. Yeah, but probably you don't find to a kill all way. these people. Yeah, find, a, no, I, find another way. I think I think you can do it another way. Uh, yeah, I guess I just didn't really want to. <laughs> focus in on that part because <laughs> it was pretty grim and gross to i had too many questions it's like two pages and i just spent like i just like looked off into the sunset and was just like but what does it mean 
but it is a valid question. I think that is a good question to to think about. <laughs> I'm writing Tom King an email as we speak. I think I think we need to ask him. This needs clarification. Uh, well, maybe maybe they do. Maybe we just need to read like the rest of the issues, and it will be explained. If but if it's, it's not, not, I'm yes. coming back around yes. to it. Don't you yeah. worry. <laughs> yeah. It's not explained uh, by the end of the series. Uh, we'll we'll try to get an answer from Tom <laughs> King on the more Drew uh, globe and its uh, purposes and how you use it and why it even exists. Uh, but yeah, no, that's actually a good question. I think that's a a, a good one to have. Um, I had a question, but I don't think we're there in terms of the conversation yet. So I'll, I'll hold my question Ooh. that I had. It's not really a, like a complicated, <laughs> deep thought question. It's more like a, why didn't they do this kind of question? Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, Ruthie and uh, Supergirl are sent away to this uh, place. Let me look it up in my notes. I think it was called Barrington. Was yeah, I the, think so. Was that the 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 name of the place? I had never heard of it before. I tried to look it up in uh like DC Comics lore. It's B A R E N B A R E N T O N. And I was like, that doesn't sound like anything to me. And I don't I don't know that it is. There may also I tried to look it up and I think there maybe is a character that's been introduced in the comics named Barrington. Um it sounds like a fancy like English uh city like 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 a like a british town yeah Um, it 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 feels like somewhere that they would go to like um escape to the country and then they're like just looking at like a cottage and they're like ah yes i live on on a farm in barrington (laughs) if only uh, dinosaurs are lovely this time of year (laughs) that that farm has lots of dinosaurs Um, so it was not a place I knew of, so I don't know if this is an established uh, location in, in the DC universe, uh, but they go to Barrington, and this is a place uh, that has a green sun. And Morgan, have you ever, because I started asking myself this question, um, ha- had you ever thought about what would happen to Supergirl or Superman, even in this case, if there was no yellow sun? I, You know, I never had but i feel like she's gone to planets before that don't have yellow suns they 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 experience planets that um have red suns sometimes that Mm -hmm. sort of mute their powers or take them away uh sometimes they go to places where there may be another sun of some kind and she just doesn't have powers but mm. now this issue is putting forth the idea that if there's no yellow sun, it starts to cause her immense amounts of pain. And I guess I had never well, considered guess- what would happen. Like, like say if Earth had not had a yellow sun, I, so- I guess I've taken that for granted uh, in a lot of these stories. So I guess I thought that it was like a green sun. Yes. And it was like specifically making her sick. Like the yes. sun... Was kind of like kryptonite. Oh, was that maybe? Not? I don't know. I don't know. I did. I did make the kryptonite. I did make the kryptonite connection. Maybe I was so focused on Krem. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a, a good i uh, a, a good idea to put forth that maybe the green sun sort of acted like kryptonite in a way, and that would make sense as to why uh, she was weak and sick. Uh, Cause I was just like, why, why is it? 
I, I get if like if it's another son, she doesn't have powers, but why is it making her why is it if, like killing her? Yeah. So she when she talks about the planet, uh she said it's called Barrington. Uh they I like Barrington. It sounds more Barrington. <laughs> it's called Barrington. <laughs> Uh, that's the Bridgerton spinoff. Uh, <laughs> they built it for Cal, my cousin Superman, to trap him, a green sun, kryptonite, and a world oh. of monsters. So if it was built, maybe it was built with the idea of using kryptonite as the Yeah, sun. it seemed oh, to me okay. like it was very specifically, like, because I feel like we've seen her on planets where they're, the sun isn't, like, it's not a yellow sun, and she's just like, Oh, my powers are starting to fall down. But here yeah. she was like messed up. She yeah. was like not doing well at all. <laughs> so uh, I I felt like it was it was more than just the um more than just that it wasn't a yellow sun. It was like a green kind of a kryptonite sun. Well, almost. if it if it was built, maybe they could Specifically, somehow manufacture yeah. that sun. Uh, using kryptonite. I am glad you mentioned that because I was struggling with the whole green sun thing. I didn't understand how that could work. Uh, and then I felt really dumb that I had never uh, thought about that before. If uh, you took the yellow sun away, what would happen? Um, interesting. Um, well, how did you, uh, how did you think that Ruthie did in terms of stepping up for uh, Supergirl when she was out for the count? Yeah, I thought she did a great job. I listen, she uh, was dealing with some challenges for sure. And she's not a superhero, but she did a great she had that sword. She uh she knew to keep Supergirl away from the water, the nice little like tropical pond in the middle of the planet that like looked very alluring that all the dinosaurs love to hang out at. <laughs> She's like, Supergirl's like, that place looks pretty great. And she's like, no, that's Dinosaur Pond. We cannot <laughs> go there. It's where the monsters are. Although I wanted, I kind of wanted them to go selfishly because what was that place like? Was it like a resort, but just from monsters? Like, was there a monster sipping like a little Mai Tai and <laughs> a little umbrella in it with a little beach read or something like reading like a spicy romance novel and they're like oh hey someone's here because you imagine that this whole planet was built for it seems like Kryptonians to mm. like specifically Superman like but a he torture only, planet he was only ever there for 45 minutes and so what have these monsters been doing all this time? Their whole purpose in life was to kill Superman. And they only saw him for 45 minutes. And since then, it's just, they're just living life. What is it like? Do they have a society? Is it a monster society? Are they, you know, have they built little little houses? Or is there... <laughs> are, there are there like little hammocks by the beach? Uh, <laughs> We'll never know. We'll never know. We didn't get to see it. It's probably best that they didn't go down there because then they'd be like, oh, hey, the one thing we're supposed to do, we should probably do that. <laughs> Although maybe, and here I'm pitching another idea, they've gotten so lazy from living their resort lifestyle that they're like, I don't even, I don't even hunger for Kryptonian flesh anymore, honestly. <laughs> Uh yeah, so they they don't go down there, but the the dinosaurs do come up to them. They do, they do. Uh, so they do uh, answer the call to to the purpose that they were. <laughs> the most there. ambitious ones. 
<laughs> the ones who didn't have anything going on that day decided the ones, to. The ones that are still on message and haven't given up. <laughs> My big question, because uh, I thought it was smart that Ruthie didn't take her to the water, even though Supergirl was like, I really want to go down there. I need to go get some water. And Ruthie put it into that. She, she, was, she was smart enough to know that was bad and she needed to stop Supergirl from doing that. My question, though, and I guess and now I'm trying to think about it more in terms of the green sun. But uh, in the art, uh, I, I was trying to figure out why Ruthie uh, like um, had Supergirl laying on this big rock just out in the open yeah. space. <laughs> Maybe they couldn't find a cave or some shade or of, something. Would, it, if, if they protected her from the sun, would it have made a difference? I kind of got the impression that they said, like, the whole planet was built to, like, torment Superman. Oh, and so, so they wanted the, the sun to be in all parts. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the impression I got was that it was, like, specifically built so that you wouldn't be able, there would be no hiding places for you to, like, get out of the sun or even to, like, find cover from giant dinosaurs and pterodactyls like you were just going to be exposed wherever you are so they chose to be like as far away from the water trap as possible now now that i think about it that's a that's a pretty uh devilish scheme you uh torment the kryptonians to where it's painful for them just just being there then you have dinosaurs who could eat them alive that's a uh, that's pretty rough uh, <laughs> to to have such a pretty name like Barrington. Right? Uh, it's, it's a, it's not a, not a Barrington. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I had I had that question throughout the reading of it. I was like, why why didn't Ruthie just take her to a shaded area? Would that have made a difference? Uh, so I, now that I think about it that way, I think that, that you're you're probably right that it was it was designed in such a way that it would have the the maximum torture on the kryptonians that it was intended to so um yeah uh well uh in terms of the supergirl aspect of it um uh, did you have any thoughts on supergirl so supergirl mostly uh was miserable this uh this issue i was gonna call it an episode (laughs) i Uh, wish i wish it was an episode right me too what a great show this would be (laughs) uh No, she was uh, she was kind of down for the cow in this issue. She was uh, really miserable. I, I, I did like the the sort of the highlighting of how tough she is because uh, Cal, uh, Cl- our our good friend Clark, only made it on this planet for like forty five minutes. It was like, oh, it was the worst pain I ever experienced. And she's like. Nine hours. In, oh, it was like 12 <laughs> hours in your face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she makes fun of him, too, in the issue, which actually got a chuckle out of me. Um, I think it's uh, what page is that? Oh, uh, finding pages on the. Uh, it's on uh, the pa- I, I guess it's page or location 25. Uh, mm-hmm. Supergirl actually makes fun of Superman uh, for only lasting for 45 minutes. She says a, a, a little swear word there, but, uh, but uh, <laughs> she basically uh, insinuates that he's a, a wuss or a wimp uh, for only lasting for 45 minutes. And that actually got a, a pretty good laugh out of me when I read it. Yeah, that made me laugh too. And it, it kind of shows that how just how tough Supergirl is that 
this planet that was basically entirely created to torture them, to torture the Kryptonians. Uh, and she can make it an entire day. Now, is it a nice day? No, it is not. Right. Uh, does she get a little bit whiny? Yes, she does. Sure. <laughs> sure. She gets a little delirious at one point. She's going a little crazy. <laughs> Just a bit. Um, and sure, does she try to, it, like, is she, like, stepping up on Ruthie? Like, I'm going to go to the watering hole and you're going to let me because I'm way more powerful. And Ruthie's like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> and then she's like, Okay. And then she just lays back down. It's kind of like somebody who's got like a bad flu and they're really cranky and you just got to settle them back down. You're like, you're all right, go on. You're okay. Take another nap. Um, but yeah, no, I liked getting to see Supergirl in kind of a vulnerable position. She can't really do anything. She doesn't have any powers, which we've seen before in like in the show and also in the comics. But this was a, uh, even a step more than that. She doesn't have any powers and she's like actively really ill the entire episode, the entire uh, issue. And so she's really struggling. And I thought that that was, it was interesting to see somebody have to protect Supergirl when usually it's Supergirl who's protecting other people. Yeah. Uh, on that note, what, what I thought was really neat about the writing of this issue, not episode issue um, was that, um, Ruthie says on page eight, I think it is, uh, she says, soon I was forced to take my weight on her. Sh no, I'm going to mess this up. Ruthie says, soon I was forced to take her weight on my shoulder. And I thought that was really uh, clever because in the previous issue, at the very end of issue number four, uh, Ruthie says, and I put my weight on her talking about Supergirl. So, oh. so in issue four, Ruthie is having to lean on Supergirl to uh, for to have Supergirl carry her burdens, as it were. And in this issue, the next issue, uh, Supergirl's having to put her weight on Ruthie and, and Ruthie's having to take on her burden to help her with something. And I, I just thought that was really nice that they sort of flipped uh flipped positions and um their stories were inversed and they sort of took a, a a step in each other's shoes which i thought was really nice and one of the things that i would have worried about with this issue um in terms of like ruthie being the one to sort of step up is that uh i think there would be a lot of temptation to have ruthie be like the big star of the issue and in some ways like she's she's largely the focus i think um, but what I was happy about with this issue is that Supergirl has two really big superhero moments that I thought were really cool. Even even on this planet, this uh, fancy sounding planet uh, with the dinosaur resort and um, the <laughs> possible kryptonite <laughs> sun, um, she has two really great moments that actually kind of made me pump my fist while I was reading it. Um, one where she, uh, Ruthie's about to to get it like she's they, they might be going down and um uh supergirl just out of the blue is able to get her heat vision to work and she uh heat visions the uh i think it was one of the dinosaurs um and sort of saves both of them and there's another one at, there at the end uh, when the sun finally sets and supergirl regains her powers and she gets to sort of swoop in and use her strength uh to stave off the uh the threat 
And I just, I really appreciated that. It was a chance to even, even when you're depowering Supergirl and letting someone else sort of take the, uh, the stage as it were, Supergirl was still shown as very um, strong and impactful and, you know, heroic. And I, I appreciated that uh, because sometimes some Supergirl stories maybe just kind of kind of push her to the side and don't allow her to have any moments to shine. And I thought this one, uh, this issue did. Yeah, I agree. I thought that she had a great moment right at the end of the issue where um, Ruthie is, is finally kind of outmatched even though like earlier she kind of did her thing and she uh she killed the dinosaur which is amazing uh, that's a big dinosaur um there was actually a period where like she's uh, like working herself up to killing the dinosaur and like fighting the dinosaur basically and she's like I can do this. And she's like, kind of like talking to the <laughs> talking to the dinosaurs. Like you might just think that, you know, you have me, but I've got you. And the dinosaur kind of stops. He like roars in her face and then he kind of stops. And at that point, I honestly thought he was going to just kind of walk away. And that would have been the best. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, Oh no, I don't No, I just see what was going on over here. <laughs> All right, bye. Uh, which would have been amazing, but she, you know, she's outmatched and she she ends up winning the fight somehow. Uh, but right at the end, you can tell uh, winning the fight is not an option anymore, um, and she's really outmatched uh, with this second dinosaur that comes up, and uh, she is kind of screwed. And just as the the sun is going down, Supergirl suddenly gets gets a little bit of strength and uses that to save the day, and it's such a cool moment. It's such a moment that made me go like, yeah! I did have one question, though, and yeah. I had this last night when I was reading it. So the pterodactyls are, like, descending upon them. Ruthie takes a nap, which I got to say, when you're on a torture planet uh, <laughs> infested with bored dinosaurs, uh, maybe not the best choice. Like, maybe uh, Supergirl's kind of down for the count. It's not time for you to take a nap as well. <laughs> I know it's tiring. Maybe she didn't get a lot of sleep the night before. I know it's she... tiring to like slay a dinosaur. I know. Slay, girl, slay. <laughs> but <laughs> that's not nap time. That's not nap time. So she like wakes up and pterodactyls are like coming for her. Um, and then it seems like, does Supergirl use her heat vision? That's what I thought. Uh, she, she, how uh, is she able to do this? <laughs> I think it's one of those things where like her powers were slowly being like, I don't think she lost them all at once. Okay. I think she was just kind of like slowly bit by bit. She lost her strength, strength. She lost a uh, flight. She uh, started to feel sick. Like, I think it was kind of dwindling down and maybe it was one of those things also that like, she had just a little bit left and she used it for the, the right time um, because that was a time where she needed to save both of them because Ruthie wasn't going to be able to do it. And that's that's what I was talking about, like one of those moments where um, she got to be heroic and save the day. It wasn't just all Ruthie slaying the dragons. Supergirl got to slay some dragons, too. So uh, I, I really like that moment. Yeah, I like that one as well. I just, I, cause I thought that she didn't have any powers at all. And so I was like, wait, how did she do that? And then I was like, wait, did it come from the sky? Is somebody coming to save them? And then I was like, 
doesn't seem like it. (laughs) (laughs) If so, they're taking their time. (laughs) That's actually a great, uh, uh, I say page turn, but I read it digitally uh, on my iPhone. So it's uh, when I read through the guided view, it, it's it's kind of like a page turn where you see the the panel of the heat vision and then you sort of uh, swipe and then it's revealed that Supergirl is there. So I I, I, I I have lots of questions about how you design comics like this, especially from an art perspective for a digital medium like they're, they have them printed out. They have uh, physical hard copies of the the comics, but I wonder if they do them primarily for the digital uh, space or not. But I, those are a lot of technical questions that I have about it. But things like that make me think that they intentionally do it for the digital, um, the digital medium because it's just so well done in terms of a digital page turn. Yeah, I think I, I we did actually a recent um like comic book 101 um uh, I heard that with with Pat um I think it was a Patreon exclusive mm-hmm. for <laughs> plug plug for the Legends of Tomorrow Patreon. <laughs> but uh it, that was one of the questions we asked her is like, you know, what what are some of the the fundamentals of like writing for comics and she actually did bring that up that you want like something you want a good page turn you want a good page flip and that absolutely was a good page flip you want to like kind of write your story so that somebody wants to flip the page and it's kind of like um like a lot of little mini commercial breaks right (laughs) you want want people to come back on the next page i don't know who's halfway through a comic and is like you know what never mind i'm not interested (laughs) but but, you know there's all different kinds out there uh but yeah that she said that that was like one of the the comic writing things that not maybe not a lot of people know about is that they try to intentionally put those kind of you know play with the 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 pages and say you know something dramatic at the end and then you flip and you learn something new on the next page yeah i appreciate little reveals like that in comic books so uh so i thought it was very well done here in this issue um and speaking of the art morgan did you have any uh, favorite pages or panels in this one uh oh so many because the art in these books continue to be so beautiful um all the colors in this one were so great because we get the uh, the creme story is all in yellow at the beginning. And then we get to the planet and it's like blues and greens. And then, uh-oh, the green sun is up. And then <laughs> it's very green um, for the rest of the book. But there are still so many other colors. It's like kind of it, – it reminds me of kind of like an Arizona deserty situation with like the red – and the the red rocks and things like that. Uh, even the dragons are really colorful. But I think my favorite page was, and I'm trying to find it because it's so hard to find things on here. But uh, <laughs> pay location 23, where okay. the, gi- the giant uh, um, dinosaur comes up and like roars right in, in Ruthie's face, and you're like, uh oh, Ruthie's, we're all gonna die. Uh, and there's the 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 sun is setting. So the colors are a little bit different. It's not as bright green as it was before. And I just thought that the colors on that page were so pretty. Yeah. That, uh, that full page with the, the big dinosaur sort of hovering over them is really very cool. Uh, and it would be very terrifying. Um, and I especially like the way, uh, I guess this would have been the job of the letterer, um, where, uh, 
Ruthie is repeating, let the sun set, let the sun set. And it's, it's kind of all on that page. And I I like the way that that's done. Um, In terms of the, the dinosaur stuff there at the end, I really like on page 25 when uh, Supergirl does recover her strength. um, There's a, there, that, that page um, has, Part of it, part of that page is her uh, pushing back the the big sort of, I guess, paw or claw of the yes. dinosaur and just kind of pushing it back. And then there's a, another panel where it looks like she punches the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, pretty awesome to see uh, Supergirl uh, regaining her strength. Like, because that would have been a big moment. They had wait, they had waited all those hours for the sun to go down and for Supergirl to recover. And then when she does, it's this big, big momentous uh, occasion in the issue. Um, and I really like the way um, this issue depicted Supergirl's strength in particular, um, because on page five, there's another good reveal going into, I, I guess it's location five and six, but I want to <laughs> call it page five and six because location sounds dumb. Um, but uh, at the bottom of location five, uh, Supergirl's looking up in the air and sees something and is like, oh, crap. And then uh, it, when you flip the page digitally, uh, you see Supergirl uh, <laughs> uh, having to hold off a big uh, monster leg and uh, it's a full page there. And I, I really like that because it, it those moments where I, uh, I got to see how strong Supergirl was, I think really helped in this issue in particular, because for a lot of the issue, she's not very strong. She is um, she's sweating even in parts of the issue where uh, I, I don't I thought Kryptonians didn't sweat. But I guess when you're under <laughs> green kryptonite. Um, you can sweat. Uh, she's convulsing. She shouts out in misery. She's delirious. She can barely move. And um, so I, I thought it was a, a really cool way to um, have the story be about how weak she is for most of the issue. But when she's shown to be strong, I think it really pops out. Her strength really pops out because you've seen, I, I shouldn't say you in, in terms of everyone else. When I saw her, uh, just speaking for myself, because I can't speak for everybody else. Uh, but when I saw her as weak in the issue, it really made those moments of strength uh, really so much stronger because uh, I had been with her in those down times. So I really liked seeing the the depiction of strength in this one. Yeah, I uh, agree. I thought that was one of my favorite panels, too. It's like uh, location 25, uh, <laughs> when she's still, she's still on the ground, but she's like holding him off with one hand. I thought that was such a cool, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a such a cool like, uh, yeah, bo- exactly. That's such a good way. It was a boss move. It's just like, oh, I can bear it. Like, fine, fine. I'll get up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we talked about the story and we talked about the art. Um, is there anything you wanted to bring up or shall we, uh, get to, uh, overall thoughts on this issue? Anything? No, missed? I just I think that this was a just a really good issue. I liked that. The, I mean, the art as always is be, was beautiful, and I liked that we got to see Ruthie kind of step up and have to be brave and uh, and and really uh, and really learned from spending time with Supergirl, like how to how to do that. Yeah, I think Supergirl's rubbing off on her because Ruthie considers Supergirl to be such a. Uh, 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 a warrior 
And uh, she talks uh, a lot about uh, uh, Supergirl as being this this mighty warrior in these uh, narration bits uh, throughout the issues. And so I think Ruthie, in some ways, looks up to her and wants to be like her. And so she's now having to <laughs> put that into practice when Supergirl is not able to be uh, that kind of hero uh, for uh, for a time for for. 10 hours or so. Um, so I, I, I really liked the, the way it was written because it wasn't just all about Ruthie. There were a lot of elements about Supergirl and uh, Supergirl's dynamic with Ruthie as well. So I think uh, just over a course, you know, a course of, I don't know, five issues now, like I feel like the, the writing has done a good job of connecting these two characters together and making me care about their, their dynamic and their relationship uh, in only just a few issues. So I think the, the writing has been really great and the art just, I, I don't even think we have to say like, Oh, the art it's great. Like that just should just be assumed <laughs> <laughs> in this book. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so yeah, so this was a fantastic issue. Uh, I can't wait to keep reading it, but I think that's going to do it for our thoughts on Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number five. If you haven't bought it yet, you can check out Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number five uh, at your local comic book store, of course, but you can also get it on Amazon, Kindle, Apple, iBooks, Barnes & Noble, Nook, Comixology, Google Books, and Bree DC, which I guess Comixology is really just Amazon. Uh, but, uh, uh <laughs> but if you, if you type, if you type call comicsology and I think it redirects you to Amazon. Uh, so there is that, uh, but I think that's, uh, going to do it for our discussion, but we do need to get to some DC TV, uh, podcast plugs and some Supergirl radio plugs. So, uh, here we go. If you'd like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired. DC TV Podcast also has a Tee Public store, so if you're in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the Tee Public store link at the top of the page. Supergirl Radio, Superman and Lois Radio, The Flash Podcast, and the Legends of Tomorrow Podcast, Black Lightning Podcast, Bad Woman Podcast 2, and Titans and Doom Patrol Podcast just for you, Justice League Dark Podcast, Green Lantern Podcast, Star Girl Podcast, Strange Adventures Podcast, and finally my favorite of the bunch, DCTV After Dark, where you're allowed to say Always great. Uh, and <laughs> since we talked about comics this week, we have some super designs in the DC TV podcast T Public Store. Yeah, we have a, a, a variety of uh, designs about superpowers. You, you might get one that says superpowers, and then there's another one that says you don't need superpowers <laughs> to be a superhero. Exactly. So it's just kind of 
you know, if you want superpowers, you could have some. If you don't want some superpowers, you don't need them. Uh, so uh, we have lots of designs in the DCTV uh, podcast T public store if you would like to check those out. And um, I guess we need to talk about the Supergirl Radio Patreon. Uh, so if you would like to become a legion of super sponsors to support the Supergirl Radio Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Radio. We have four monthly levels that you can check out there. And we would like to thank our super sponsors uh, for supporting us. Uh, those people are Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Yvonne, Quinn, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, Ermgard, Miriam, Nicole, Lizeth, Faith, Brian, and Ethan. Uh, so thank you to everybody who has uh, helped us keep the lights on here at Super Bowl Radio and uh, provided uh, the ability to do the things that uh, we need to do here for the podcast to keep it going. Uh, so thank you all for your support. And if you would like to uh, keep in touch with me, there's a couple of ways you can do that. I'm on the social media platform Vero, uh, where I am at Derby Kid over there. I like to share the things that I am watching and reading. Uh, so there's some of that. If you uh, if you followed me over there, you would know I'm reading a book called The Return of the God Hypothesis. And I'm enjoying it very much. And maybe... I will actually finish it. Uh, maybe, Ooh. maybe it, maybe it'll be a book <laughs> that I uh, actually read to the very end. We shall see. Uh, but uh, I'm also on Instagram at the Derby Kid, where I pose uh, post the occasional picture over there, and I have a YouTube channel at YouTube.com/slash DuckMilkProd. And I do uh, live streams uh, most, I shouldn't say every, because sometimes I have to reschedule, uh, but most Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, where I look at the Rotten Tomatoes critics, the negative reviews from the uh, the top critics of Rotten Tomatoes about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. And um, it that project has helped me... Uh, determine uh, what kind of critic I want to be uh, because I'm learning a lot of lessons about what uh, not to do, uh, especially if you're writing a review and you maybe, maybe you shouldn't. I mean, maybe I, I wouldn't want to do this, but um, you know, putting in the review that you hope to sway the movie, movie studio with your thoughts, that's maybe not something that I would <laughs> put in a review. Uh, so I'll probably try to stay away from that, but it's a, it's a good project that's helping me determine uh, the bad parts of film criticism and art criticism. So I'm trying to implement those things here at Supergirl Radio and, and learning, <laughs> learning maybe uh, better ways to approach storytelling and reviewing things. Uh, so that's been a very beneficial project for me. So if you want to come hang out with me uh, Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. And I'm also uh, a co-host on DCTV After Dark. Uh, and I'm also a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. We had some weird news recently. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out that the CW canceled the show uh, on a cliffhanger without giving it a, the final season. Everyone had kind of assumed it was going to have. So we're like processing our feelings and sort of working through our stages of grief. Um, and we're also planning uh, uh, as an inspiration, the Supergirl um, call-in show. Oh, nice. Where, yeah. Where we thought we were going to celebrate her birthday. <laughs> 
and we didn't quite. Um, we just, I, I still stuffed my face with cupcakes. You did. Still, yeah. You did. Maybe I'll bring a cupcake uh, to this one. <laughs> so we're planning on something very similar. We're going to do a call-in show, a live call-in show um, for our listeners. So if you are a Legends of Tomorrow podcast listener, if you're a Legends of Tomorrow fan, if you're just sad like the rest of us, uh, <laughs> Stop on by. Uh, you can check. <laughs> you can check out. Uh, I shouldn't be laughing about people being it's, sad. That's it's not sad, but that's you know not what I meant. What I'm are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> so that is going to be next uh, Thursday uh, on May twelfth. Um, uh, so you should check. Uh, the best place to find details is going to be our uh, our Twitter, most likely at. Uh, legends underscore podcast you can also find us on facebook at the legends of tomorrow podcast um and, and stop by because we're you know we're just all we're all in this together we thought we'd get a final season we didn't so <laughs> let's just let's just imagine one all together next week <laughs> it it does make me appreciate uh supergirl season six a little more um yeah maybe i thought it was pretty poorly executed and written but we had one. Uh, so I guess there is that uh, to be thankful for. So just for clarification on your Colin show. Sure. If you didn't watch the show and you only listened to the podcast, could you still participate? I mean, have you listened to a lot of the podcast? Oh, yeah, I think a fair amount. I think that I think you should call on in. I think, <laughs> listen, if you're just listening to the podcast and you're like, Man, I just want to talk to the legendary ladies. What a great, what a great time to, to do that. We're going to be very available to you. So, so you know what? Stop on by. I just wanted to clarify that for other people. Yeah, of course, of to course. To make sure other, other people, people were other uh, people, because I'm sure other people had that that same question. So. I'm sure they did too. And I want to see, I hope they, they all show up. I hope other people are there uh, <laughs> next Thursday. We, well, that, uh, I, I do want to give the disclaimer, the same one that we gave for Supergirl radio. We're, you know what? The CW can't cancel us. Uh, so the legends of tomorrow podcast is going to continue on. We thought we were going to have a lot longer to figure out you know, phase two of the podcast. <laughs> We're still workshopping it. But if you're a fan, if you're a listener of the podcast, don't worry. We're hanging around. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad it's a quality podcast. If you've never good listened, uh, you know, I listen. I don't even know much about the show, <laughs> but I listen because I enjoy the podcasters and enjoy their show. So if you haven't already given it a shot, give it a go. And I'm glad that it's continuing because there should be good podcasters doing good uh, podcasting work. So I'm glad that y'all are continuing to, to do it. All right. Well, I think that's uh, going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we hope that you will check out Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and support Supergirl Comics. <laughs> Go
work. I love not typing. Not messing with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this show. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean? No. Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yeah!